Welcome to the Pocha Podcast at the intersection of Assimilation and Brown Pride. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And Charlene, oh my God, it's good to be back. We're back. Our hiatus is over. Oh, you were so nice. I was calling it a break. You're calling it a hiatus. What's the difference? Yes. <laughs> One's fancier. Yeah, I thought we were fancy. Well, maybe I was on a hiatus fancy. and you were on a break. We broke up for a small moment, but we are back. And oh, I just want to take this opportunity to say, it's so good to have you back. I know you too. I missed it. I kept thinking of all the things we should be talking about on our right? podcast. It's a lot. 2021, you're coming in with a bang, aren't you? Here we go. Whoa. All right. But um, this is going to be our official start of our third season. Can you believe we got to three? No, three seasons. Right. We're Very already impressive. There. Very impressive. That's why we have a hiatus. Yes. So that we can come back and be like, look at us. We've done yeah. so much. <laughs> and we have. No, really, we have. Um, and if you're new to the, f- the podcast um, and this is your first time, welcome. Every end of the month, which is usually the 30th, but you know, February, got 28 short days. Um, mm-hmm. We do a bonus content called the Weedy Weedy, and that's like, Shooting the shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our regular uh, episodios we drop on the 15th. I'm doing this reminder in part because I needed to remember all the things. I had a panic earlier today. I was like, <laughs> what are the 15 things we're going to talk about? No, cat, you only need one. It's the weedy yeah. weedy. We're just talking about nothing. Well, no. So, calm down. I, I know, right? But I was just so excited to be back with you and all of the things that I had forgotten that this was just the Weedy Weedy and not our regular episodio. Yes. So on to the Weedy Weedy it is, and this is the Pasqua edition. It's Lent. I know. Yeah. Woo. The Quaresma. The Quaresma. <laughs> the 40 days. So, um, interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this brings brings about a lot of different things because there's a lot of elements right to this there's the historical piece which you said you had gone down a fish rabbit hole i did there's the cultural piece which um you know brings some memories of what food you eat during lent and then there's the actual like lent piece of sacrifice which is another fascinating thing Mm -hmm. what um what was your rabbit hole oh it's a weird one well and i Taking it back a tiny bit, I do think it's important to talk about Lent because a lot of, I mean, growing up in southern New Mexico, it was a thing. Like, Guaresma was a thing that people did. People did Ash Wednesday. Um, folks would give up certain foods or give up. Or I, I feel like when I was younger, people would give up things. And then as I got a little bit older, it became more of a trend to, like, do something positive. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give money to the poor every month when I don't usually, or I'm going to spend more time with my kids when I don't usually, um, adding something additive versus a sacrifice. So, uh, but I mean, it was very, super common. I feel like this region is super Catholic. There's a lot of folks that practiced different aspects of Lent. So, uh, I thought it was a good thing to talk about. Um, agreed with you that it's a big thing. Like you can't go anywhere down the road without seeing, that some restaurant or another has looked in the back of its freezer and pulled out the, the fish that it needs to now sell. Um, mm-hmm. Commercials are tailored to it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of shopping is just tailored to it all the way around. 
And it's also a cultural thing, like with the foods that we eat and whatnot. Uh, and that's an interesting thing that you said that it's not as like, as you got older, it's not as much as sacrifice piece during Lent as it is like a do a positive thing. That's a mm-hmm. good spin. All right. I like it. I, I did go down a rabbit hole about the fish on Fridays. What is the fish on Fridays about? And it is, it, you can go down a serious rabbit hole about the fish on Fridays. Um, and I was very surprised that I actually learned some things. All right. So. Well, for for starters, right? It's not mm-hmm. biblical. There's no mention in the Bible anywhere for you to be like, don't eat the meats on Friday. Right. So Jesus died on a Friday. So okay. this is why the the biggest sacrifice is done on the Friday, because that's when Jesus died. Right. Um and part of it is to abstain from warm-blooded creatures because there's this thought that they sacrifice their life for us to have food. And so we should, in turn, not do that on Fridays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fish are cold-blooded, so they don't fall into that warm-blooded. Apparently, we don't give a shit if the cold-blooded <laughs> things sacrifice themselves. <laughs> Whatever. You and a potato, who cares? It's all the same shit. Well, okay, so Thomas Aquinas, I'm sure you could go into a whole, like, three-hour podcast about this dude, but I will give the short, like, he was a philosopher, a Christian theologian who completely influenced the Roman Catholic religion and how it's practiced today. (laughs) So this dude, (laughs) this is hysteria. Like, so he is on the whole abstaining from warm-blooded animals during Lent because for for three main reasons we should abstain from warm-blooded animals okay. during Lent. Got it. One. They're just too delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Okay. They're delicious. They're more delicious than other things, and so we should abstain from them because it's a time for sacrifice. And during that time, not everyone had access to red meat. So if you had it, it truly was a luxury. So uh, when you think about it that way, it was even, you know, the context changes a little bit too. Um, The other one is that eating of warm-blooded animals is pretty much just the gateway to lust. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. Okay. That hamburger, it's an aphrodisiac. That's right. Better not be eating those albondigas because <laughs> about to get it on. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That yeah, that really. one uh, agreed. That one I learned when I was doing a little bit of history check. <laughs> <laughs> this one. <laughs> I'm already giggling. <laughs> Foods like vegetables and even the consumption of wine are flatulent foods. And flatulent foods <laughs> keep the spirit pure. Wait, flatulent foods keep the yes. spirit pure? Mm-hmm. Not yep. impure, but pure. Yes. So all these years of being me being farty or like me being like You're holy pure. spirity? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, so all right, Thomas. The meat sweats? Bad. The farts? Broccoli gas? <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, red meat is pretty much just delicious horny and gassy like that's where you're at if you're gonna have a steak my mind is blown right now about the farts not gonna lie 
Flatulent foods, cat. Pure of spirit means full of gas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm... All right. Well, history check. Thank you, Thomas, for bringing that to my attention. So Wonderful. now now when I hotbox honey in the car, <laughs> I'm going to be like, but Spirit. it's the Holy Spirit coming out. I'm just saying. You've been blessed, my child. <laughs> so one thing that I did learn about, <laughs> about the whole abstention thing was that it wasn't just Fridays during Lent, which is when our family had practiced it, mm-hmm. but it looked to be Fridays all year round that you didn't eat meat. You ate fish instead, mm-hmm. which I'm not down with. I'm, I was only at, and I'm not Catholic anymore, so I really don't do no meat on Friday. But when I, even when I was Catholic, I was like, well, I don't know. I like meat. Why Friday? Don't, why? So I, I don't know that I could do no meat Fridays all the time. Yeah. It's, I mean... I'm not a giant red meat eater anyway, but um, I, so then it's not really even a sacrifice, right? I'm more, yeah, I'm more of a flatulent foods kind of person—a <laughs> <laughs> salad and some wine, you know. I'm, I'm well, still not over the farting and the Holy Spirit. Okay, well, why? <laughs> yeah. So then the other thing. Oh, go ahead. What were we gonna say? No, no, no. Keep going because this is yeah. The other thing. I, at some point, it must have been in college because it was not in my youth. Uh, In college at some point, I heard that we would eat fish on Fridays because at some point, this medieval pope made a secret pact with some people from the fishing industry and ultimately it ends up in altering all kinds of global economics by boosting the fishing industry because of this pope turns out that was a lie but there but there was some like there is some correlation between fish on friday and no meat right or am i just making shit up in my head oh no you're not making shit up so it wasn't a pope okay this all came down the real deal was henry the (laughs) eighth of course of course it was Okay, so Henry but VIII. Henry VIII wanted to split Henry off VIII. from the church because he. Well, it's it's fifteen oh nine. Okay, homeboys in charge. People are fasting all the time, like you said, not just on Fridays, on Wednesdays, on Saturdays. Fasting is a thing that people do all the time throughout the week, throughout the year. It's not just Fridays during these forty days of Lent, and he meets a mistress, and he suddenly wants a divorce. And the church was like, nah, bro, we don't play that. We don't do that. And he was like, uh, Anne Bolin is not going to wait forever. I'm divorcing my wife. I'm marrying the mistress by church. And so then eating fish becomes this political statement. So if you're eating fish, you're giving the FU to Henry VIII and his whole thing, right? So the fishing industry takes a giant hit because of this. So down the line, like 1547, Henry's son comes to power mm-hmm. and is like, yeah, man, the fishing industry, not doing good. Dad screwed everything up because of the mistress. And so I'm going to make it law that we eat fish on Fridays again. So he makes it a law. So Henry VIII mm-hmm. split from the church just so that he can shag officially his chick 
Mm-hmm. And then fucked up the fish industry to which his son had to kind of. Yes. Remedy. Un- yeah. Undo the harm. Mm-hmm. By so making it a law. We weren't totally. Not totally off. up. It just, it wasn't a Pope. It was a King. But the Pope and the King had, had difficulties because the Pope was like, nah, I'm not going to help you out, bro. So probably Henry started the rumor that the Pope. Yeah. Trying to blame everything on the Pope. Wow. This is fascinating. I know. And how much this has, uh, had an impact down the line and then the splits that it makes, like, like, I don't know about you, but for, um, for me, Lent and food aside from Fridays also mm-hmm. means like capirotada, oh, right? Yes. Which, Lentejas. which as a kid, I did not like capirotada. And now mm. that I'm an adult, I had it last year and I was like, okay, not bad. I think I can, I can roll with this. I'm still not completely sold, but, and for those who don't know what capirotada is, it's like a bread pudding, but really it's not the consistency of a pudding it's like pedacitos of bread along with cheese and syrup and raisins some, nuts. some folks put yeah nuts either pecans or, or or peanuts what have you so that's yeah are there any other foods that for you culturally are lent lentified you said lentejas anything else mm-hmm. lentejas my grandma would make um these little i forget what they're even called but they're these little like egg patties kind of thing like whipped egg with onion and other stuff in it and they were like these little pancakes but of egg very interesting, interesting. okay um we would have rellenos a lot chile rellenos during lent lots of beans which i guess wasn't always thing but particularly during lent um sometimes she would make these salmon patties that were really good with like crushed up crackers and you would fry it uh with the like egg and salmon and crackers together. Hmm. For me, it's like ceviche, enchiladas mm-hmm. rellenos, mm-hmm. but capirotada is the one thing that's very, mm-hmm. that's very, very tied for me with Lent. Mm-hmm. And that is a very, like, you can only see it during that time. You really don't make it any other time. That's true. That's true. Oh, you know what? Those little egg patties had shrimp in them. They had these little shrimps in them. I'm having a flashback right now of these little patties. Now I need to ask my mom what the heck those were called. Are you going to make those? I don't know. I don't even remember if they were good. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember I would eat them. My dad's mom is the one who would make um, capirotada, and she still does. In fact, I saw her the other day went over to her house to drop something off from the, you know, the doorway and whatever, like yelling through masks and whatever. <laughs> Just like, Neha, I can't cook anymore. I'm like, what do you mean? Everything I try to make doesn't turn out. You need to come over and help me. I'm like, I, okay, I don't know how to cook. If you can't do it, shit, what makes you think I know how? Like, I, what? She has faith but in you. That's, yeah. So I, I think I need to go have a, I need to go have a cooking session with Graham. Uh, record it so that we can get Graham and some recipes. Yeah, you should. She's funny. She's a funny lady. Well, um, Lent has, uh, in terms of not just, well, in terms of food, and because we were we were raised in a heavily Catholic area, and I know you went to Catholic school for at least a time. I went mm-hmm. to public school the whole time, but it even impacted our our food in the in the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. Like public we would school have, food. 
tuna mm-hmm. fish salad or bean tapatillas, which I have found that not everybody knows what those are outside of our area. It's like really? a fried tortilla with some beans on top and cheese and, and quote unquote salad, which is just, you know, iceberg lettuce and tomatoes. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've huh. never I've never heard of it outside of our area. Okay. I guess I haven't really gone a whole lot of times outside of our area. I mean I in mean. search of <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I do remember that, though. You're right. Even the public school system completely. Well, when I was doing a little bit of research, I even read, I forget the dude's name, but um, in charge of McDonald's at the time, even in the early whatever, like when McDonald's first opened and they were having trouble selling burgers during Lent. So, ta-da, filet of fish was born. Because it was the way to tap back into a market of folks that needed food, but weren't eating red meat. Mm-hmm. And they're not the only... So I should say, yes, obviously, they're not the only ones. But it looks like there was other fast food restaurants that took a while to get on to, to jump onto that. Because like mm. now even Schnitzel has like fish what? stick somethings or others. And Stop. Seriously. And every, I think during Lent is the only time that you really... Well that I really noticed a long ass line at Long John Silver's. Otherwise, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't even know if people go the rest of the time, but during Lent, my my father would be like, let's go to Long John Silver's. And, oh, my grandpa too. Yep. And you would it's bite like, into it and it's like 90% oil, but <laughs> also it was kind of tasty. Oh, yeah. And then you were, they had those weird little like crunchy things on the bottom of the plate that was like just the leftovers from fried everything mm-hmm. yeah they scraped the the back of the stove there like yeah put this on there too and then hush puppies yep hush puppies are good damn i haven't had a hush puppy in a hot minute well now's the time lent go you know pick what i'm doing up. friday <laughs> boom long john silvers clogging my arteries and having a hush puppy yeah long john silvers that must be like their their holiday season that's like their black friday when they come out of the red you know lent (laughs) long john silvers like hell yeah about to be ash wednesday fool ready to go um so lent also (laughs) reminds me at least culturally over here i don't know if this coincides with anybody else but um when i was a kid our sacri- like our lentil sacrifice would be like candy or chocolate or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And that to me always reminds me of when Girl Scout cookies arrive because we would buy Girl Scout <laughs> cookies, but you couldn't eat them until after Lent. Yes. So uh, come Easter, you were like shoveling the entire sleeve of whatever in your pie hole because you saved them in the freezer from the start of, uh, from Ash Wednesday on, you could not touch those puppies. You were like, hands off. Easter They're day. Duct taped to the side of the freezer. Exactly. <laughs> so I always know when, when, co- when it's Girl, co- Girl Scout cookie season because of Lent. Mm-hmm. It never failed. You know, I, my husband did not grow up religious in any way, shape or form. Like he's had been to church a handful of times um, when we met and... I was, we were talking about Mardi Gras this, like, last week or whatever, and my daughter was asking, what does that mean? So I started t- telling her about Fat Tuesday, and it's, you know, the time to do all your sinning before <laughs> Ash Wednesday. 
kind of thing. And he was shocked. Like, what? He did not know that this was tied to Lent or a religious anything. He was shocked. I'm like, you just thought fools were like, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should pick a random ass Tuesday out of the year and party balls. Like, no, that's not what happened. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just going to say I didn't make that connection until after, like, I was in college. Oh, yeah. I did not make that connection until I was in college. I just thought like Mardi Gras was a very New Orleans thing. Mm-hmm. And it, over there, they just know how to fucking party. It it wasn't until after that <laughs> I was like, what? They have a big party. How come we're not having a big party? Why are we the fuck left out? <laughs> I want to go to New Orleans. Yeah. After COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, been. he's. He's not the only one who it took a while to make that connection. So right. I'm 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 with him. I'm with mm-hmm. him. One of the one of the other things that that as a kid, um, Lent reminds me of is if you didn't give up candy, you gave up soda pop, which was something that I mm. did. Mm-hmm. And then again, come Easter, you would pull out the three liter <laughs> bottle and you would just <laughs> slam a a whole three liter on your own of soda pop. Yeah, that that's a flatulent day. Like twelve hard boiled <laughs> eggs and a three liter of fucking Pepsi. <laughs> that's gonna be a bad day. <laughs> hey, but you're with the Holy Spirit, so it's all good. It's okay. Uh huh. When you wake up in the morning, you feel like you resurrected. <laughs> I'm alive. Exactly. Do you so you don't do any sacrifices now as an adult? Oh, I do. Like this year, uh, I you know I have a. Uh, a penchant for sugar. I love sugar. I've been called a hummingbird. Um, <laughs> you are, though. So I gave up sweets and, you know, like candy, cake, pie, all that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Gave it up. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're strong. You are strong. Well, it's only been like five days <laughs> or whatever. We'll see. So as I got older, um, sacrifice has become a kind of a different thing. But also, I look at all these other people who aren't as religious or Catholic, mm-hmm. and when it comes time for New Year's resolutions, I'm like, but bitch, we already have Lent. Why would you do that twice to yourself? <laughs> no. So, but I still try to do something Lentified because of, and I think I take it more <laughs> Lentified. serious. Lentified. I think I take it more seriously now than I ever did when I was actually Catholic. Hmm. And I now identify as Lutheran, and Lutherans still do Lent, right? But it, I don't think it's as okay. like strict as Catholics do and all the things. But I do take it a little bit more seriously. This year, I've been so preoccupied with just work things and COVID, I didn't even realize that Mardi Gras came and went. It took, mm, it took yeah. my brain a little bit to be like, oh, we're there. So I mm-hmm. haven't thought about what kind of sacrifice I'm going to do for this year um but sugar does sound like a thing because i think i've been emotionally coping with sugar mm-hmm. uh in either liquid form or otherwise yeah i do so. too yes i i re- i used to give up sugar a lot i think that was one of my main i've given up drinking i've given up sugar i've given up um you know random things but the sugar's tough and i hate it when people try to police my sacrifice like oh that has sugar in it full I didn't ask you to be my Weight Watchers coach. Like, we, 
<laughs> me and Jesus have a thing happening. You just leave it alone. Don't police me. Well, I mean, but if you were really going to take out all sorts of sugar, then you'd have to damn just only eat broccoli straight for 40 days. And even that probably has some amount of sugar. I in mean, it. right. You need, sugar. you need carbohydrates for your brain. Yes. I'm talking about, you know, gancitos. Like, we're not going to be eating that. <laughs> That's Cadbury <just> eggs <laughs> off the table. Oh, my. So now, is this something that you share with your kids? Like, to mm-hmm. do the whole Lent thing and... <laughs> yes. My daughter was like, I said, maybe we talked about what is a sacrifice? What does that mean? How long is it for? Well, how long is 40 days? All of that. And then I said, you know, like a big thing might be for you to give up candy. Mom, there is no way. <laughs> she was like, that is not. I'm like, that is a sacrifice. When you feel like it's going to be so hard, you can't do it. And you do it anyways. She's like, maybe next year. No. Maybe mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. at least, at the very least, though, Halloween and Easter don't coincide because that would be incredibly ridiculous. <laughs> I do remember, though, Valentine's Day would a lot of times be wrapped mm-hmm. into Lent. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, fuck, man. can't even have the Valentine candy. Right. Yeah. Screwed up. Right? No. Yeah, yeah. I haven't thought, thought through what I'm going to be giving up, but sugar does sound like something I could. Either that or I guess alcohol, maybe. I don't know. My two coping mechanisms gone. Mm, yeah, giving up alcohol. So I did. I did give up the alcohol for the Daniel Fest, which is only twenty-one days and not forty. And you know what? Daniel was not I, hardcore. He was like, ah, that was I don't know about forty. I can do twenty. That was that was plenty. That was plenty. Yeah, I'm good. Oi. well, it feels good to be back. I know. The weedy weedy cat where we just get to talk about randomness and hope that someone out there resonates with our message and says like, "Mm mm-hmm, been there, done that. And they probably know what those little weird egg, tostadita, empanada, they, whatever, camarón. I don't know. Somebody's got to know what those are. I'm sure. And or or someone else will bring up something that's lentified that we forgot that is a... (laughs) You're saying lentified, and I keep thinking of the show Hentified, and I'm like, we're going to make, like, the religious version, or it's just <laughs> the 40 days. It's going to be a reality show of people yes. in a in a house during Lent and giving up yes. things. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, when I was doing some research on the fish thing, and they were talking about abstaining, I literally thought that they were like, no sex on Fridays. Fuck that. No wonder Henry VIII was all, no, not a part of this. <laughs> Well, if you don't eat red meat, it won't be a problem. <laughs> red meat is not an aphrodisiac. Whatever. If just gassy, nobody's going nobody's gonna to want to go there. If they only knew it was the oysters, then they would have stayed the fuck away <laughs> from fish on Fridays, right? No seafood. I want oysters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do I have to live in the desert? Uh, well, I mean, you could get oysters. They might be shady, but you could get oysters. I just talked to a person who was so excited that their someone for their birthday shipped them seafood from Maine, and they were so excited and got food poisoning and ended up in the oh. hospital. Oh, that's <laughs> unfortunate. Like, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> she said, I'm sorry. Like, I should know better. We live in the desert. It's not meant to be. I should just not. It's like, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Mm, get it in a can. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the start of season three of the Bocha podcast at the intersection of assimilation and brown pride. I'll tell this you what. the Lenten edition. The Lenten edition. <laughs> don't give us up for 40 days. In fact, what no. you should do is binge for 40 days because we have yes. more than 40 um, either episodios or uh, weedy mm-hmm. weedies out there for you. That's what Agreed. you should do. And you tell should, your friends. You should tell 40 people. Exactly. You should start a fan club. You should. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, where can they find us if they want to start a fan club? Uh, if you want to start a fan club, I recommend Instagram as your primary platform because that's where we're the most active. We're also on Facebook. Um, we have a little website through Podbean, and I forget about Twitter. I do Twitter. Now, now, Twitter is a much more appealing place for me, so perhaps there's a reason I should return to Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Well, find us online. You can do a fan page, but keep listening and enjoy season three. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>